Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Oh my gosh, I'm in my garage and it's 2023 for the numerologists out there uh, who are keeping track in uh, this is the year 2023. My name is Jackie Cation. You're listening to the Dork Forest. Returning guest, new dorkdom. Tess Rafferty, welcome back. New year, new dorkdom. It's great new to year. be here, <laughs> right? And uh, so, at Tess Rafferty on the uh, on, on the on the the TikToking of uh, of Twitter, as we as we watch our watches and wait for it all to blow up in our faces, but on Instagram, it's the Tess Rafferty and uh, Tess T E S S Rafferty R A F F E R T Y. It'll be in the notes. Uh, you have a new book out. I do. It's a brand new Cat Kelly mystery uh, called To Lie in the Sun. And there's a there's a thing on it on the YouTube. If you're watching on the YouTube, it's a uh, new mystery to lie in the sun. T.O.L.I.E. Because they're all a bunch of fucking murderers. Yeah. OK, you did murder mysteries. Then you did murder mystery shows. Uh, and then first time the first I did one? Italy. First I did one, Italy. You did Italy and we talked. Yes. 
and I got to find out about the greatest tiny uh, international store in Van Nuys, right next to uh, my favorite video game. Uh, oh, Epicurus, that's right. Yeah, Epicurus Gourmet, right next to the Game Dude. <laughs> so the Game Dude uh, still made it through the pandemic. Who knew that hard copies of video games uh, would still be in demand? But here we are. 2023 doing it this time Tess Rafferty is going to be discussing the wonderful world of Barbie I know <laughs> why how did it I, happen when I did it happen multitudes. Um, <laughs> excellent I, it is it is really strange because you I mean especially after the pandemic you um you take certain things for granted about yourself right like and for kind of forget how odd they might seem to outsiders. And then every once in a while you realize like, you know, like, Hey, this isn't normal or whatever. And, um, and, you know, because we've been having people in the house again, you know, now, you know, whatever. I'm like, like you've reintroduced humanity into your, into your space that used to be for two years, 16 months, we were in lockdown. For two years. Plus, if you think about it, like last year at Christmas time was when numbers Omicron came out. We didn't have that booster. Numbers started going up again. It was getting a little scary in L.A. We had like zero available ambulances and stuff. So like last year, this Christmas, you know, the holiday season wasn't as boisterous as this year. <laughs> right. So, like, it wasn't a it wasn't the super spreader. It was this year. Yeah. yeah get in. Yeah. Get in on it now, you guys. Uh, yeah. So. So they come over to the house. I missed then, it, of course. I was on the road uh, trying to, dragging whatever is coursing through my veins all over the earth. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, yeah, spreading, spreading, spreading a little bit of Jackie everywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> Breathing on people. I, uh, I, I yeah. So up, you forget, um, you forget like, hey, yeah, this might seem sort of unusual. And, and I don't have... I haven't reached the collector status that a lot of our, especially male friends and lovely guests you've had on your Matt show. Weinhold. Over the- Matt Weinhold. Yes. You can't walk into have- Matt Weinhold's house without seeing a hundred different images of just busts, action figures, posters, all these things. But so did you just start collecting Barbies again or Barbies initially no, with the lockdown? I- um no not you know but it just accumulates right like you a little bit here and there i don't you know i've got maybe i'm looking around the room one two three four five i've, I've actually got like six actual barbies in my and, home and those um, are all of them yeah and, th- and those are pretty much all of them unless i get my aunt's dolls <laughs> because because we have to my aunt's dolls is kind of what got me started as a very Please small open child. a store called my aunt's dolls my aunt's dolls <laughs> uh, my my aunt was born in 1960 um so she was you know relative relatively young aunt and she had all the cool mod barbies and mod barbie mod barbies and when i was growing up um those were the ones I got to play with. Like I got a couple of new ones as time went on, but most of my Barbies were all of hers and all the older clothes and and everything. And at the time I was a little like, you know, you know how it is when you're a kid, you're like, I could, I'd really like some new shit of my own um, right. or more, you know, more than I, you know, more than I had as time right, went you're on. Really, you're not really, you're not admiring know. the, uh, the, the collectibleness of things as a seven-year-old. You're no. just like, no, I understand that this is, this is holds some value uh, nostalgic wise for you, but I was hoping 
for a Tonka truck of my own or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was hoping for like the new, the new styles, right. Yeah. The, you know, the pretty and pinks or, or whatever the, you know, and I would get a couple and stuff, you know, divorced Ken. It came with a divorced Barbie came with all of Ken's shit. That was a joke <laughs> that at least three comics did in 1996. <laughs> I don't know it's, why. Well, and the great thing is, is Barbie's never been married. So that, that joke right there is actually inaccurate. Um, oh, were they just, they were just doing it. They were just doing I did, it. I did not know that. See, I, here's what we know about, here's what this one knows about Barbies. I was given dolls that might've been Barbies, <laughs> might not have been. They were women. Uh, and they were in <laughs> dresses and they're, they were the 12 inch, the, or the, the tall ones, right. The little <laughs> bit. Um, and, um, and then my brothers, there was, there was, I believe also a Ken and I would undress them and throw them in the corner to have sex. Uh, and that was the <laughs> end of it. And, uh, and then my sister was like, these are so dumb. And so we were not, we were not into them at all. I don't even know if they were genuine Barbies, but I remember seeing the ads for them. And then the next time Barbies came into my life was my niece, Maya was seven, six or eight, something like that, five to eight. And she wanted Barbies and it was Christmas and I so mature. I had, I was probably 30. Uh, <laughs> I decided to have a make a mature moment. And so the mature moment that I made was that um, I would get her a Barbie. I realized that when you buy someone else a present, even if it's a child, get them the <laughs> thing that they want. You don't yeah. get the thing that you want for them books. Uh, get them the thing that they want and she wanted Barbies and so I got her Barbies and, and some dresses and stuff so when did you get your first Barbie I think the first new one I got it was I was probably you know probably six or seven years old and I got it was the ballerina Barbie Okay. Um, I don't know why I mean I, I took dance lessons as a kid but I was by no means great at it <laughs> Right, I don't but, think I had a, wanted had any desire for it. Like I don't think I ha had to go see the Nutcracker ever or anything. But I got a ballerina Barbie, and she had a crown on her head. And the really um, the terrible thing about this is that you know Barbie was always meant to be a fashion doll. She was always meant to be someone you could change the clothes and buy her different outfits. This crown you couldn't remove it. Oh, weird. <laughs> So whatever outfit you put Barbie in, it She's automatically tennis. <laughs> yeah, it automatically came with a crown. And I remember this really bothering me. You're and, not you know, wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the fun of it, and I think again, I think what is sort of a like you know the the thing that I look back on when people go, isn't this like counterintuitive to who you are as you know a feminist and an outspoken person and all you know a yeah. liberal and you just keep piling on all the adjectives you can describe me and I go no because the great thing about Barbie was for me I think what I responded to was that she was an adult woman living in the world right she right. had she had she had houses she had property Jackie she had, <laughs> she's she a landowner yes <laughs> right. she, she had she had a townhouse, she had a dream house, she had an uh, RV, a Corvette, a pool, uh, and and no husband and no children. Like she right. was her own person in the world who wore she, fab clothes and live you know. action Mary Tyler Moore, live yeah. action Margot uh, that girl who played that yeah. girl, and uh, yeah, for sure. 
And so they made wedding gowns for Barbie over the years, but like she never, Ken was always a boyfriend. He was never her husband in terms of the lore. Sometimes he was in the picture. Sometimes he wasn't, you know, they made different iterations of Ken, (laughs) like everything else. Right. Um, You know, and and, right. But she, I know that she uh, was stepping out briefly with GI Joe. We all know that that has (laughs) been established. (laughs) So, So, yes, but so, okay. And everybody who is like, whoever says something like you don't get to like Barbie because you're a feminist, you, you don't get to want to be skinny because you're a feminist. You don't, you know, you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm alive. I am still being bombarded by all of the ads that you are being bombarded by. I am just more selective about that, which, which I would like to do. I would, I would love to wear fancy clothes and uh, drive kind of a nice, I mean, cars, I actually don't care, but, uh, but I, I would, I mean, I would like to be sexy and cool and I would like to be thin and be able to wear anything and have it, flow like i was like a well this is not the best example this means i'm in my 50s um but eileen fisher <laughs> jackie that's not sexy that's yeah. uh Diane Keaton. anyway so i i mean i don't know yeah, but i mean very I, comfortable in a chic way that's yeah chic i would like to be chic this is never been built for chic <laughs> This, you know, yeah. the only person I've ever seen who looks like this, who's been able to force herself to look chic, uh, is always been sort of the famous, fabulously wealthy black women. You know, mm-hmm. Oprah, um, Queen Latifah could do it. Uh, there's Lizzo's leaning toward it. I mean, I think yeah. it just takes a team to go, you can look chic. We're just going to make it so it fits you and it fits right. And, but this is, not, so I've always wanted that kind of thing. And people are like, but you're a feminist. And I'm like, yeah, I also like Dick. I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean yeah. I get to like, I get to do, be a whole woman. <laughs> I get to be yeah, a whole and I, yeah. And I get to, you know, like, um, like also admire the artistry, I think, of certain clothes. Okay. And, and, you know, I, I think that's, that's part of, part, part of liking fashion, right? As, as a person, whatever that fashion is, by the way. And, you know, there's, um, no end of fashions that can be, you know, we, we, we've evolved. We have fashions that are very boyish or very, you know, unisex and they're still fabulous looking and stuff. And it's like, it, there's an artistry to that and a way that it looks. And, right. um, and do, I think do they show up yeah. on Barbie ever? Um, well, um, in terms of like, like, like dress down clothes and stuff. Yeah. So if you go to, yes, they, that's, they do. And even more so in recent years, I mean, you can always, you will for as long as I can remember, you could always get some sort of like athleisure wear for Barbie because, <laughs> you know, she, you know, rollerblades or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, but there's a actually an Instagram account called Barbie Style. It's at Barbie Style. Ooh. And it's fantastic because it's literally run like Barbie's Instagram. <laughs> and and so is she's it owned right- by Mattel or whoever makes uh, Yeah, I mean it's gotta be. It, it's yeah, right. it's it's gotta be. So they they she so it's it's Barbie sometimes. She's hanging out in the dream house in her Uggs and a bathrobe going first day, <laughs> then, 
here, you know, doing yoga, having coffee. And then other times she's like out on the go, has a meeting. She goes to Milan Fashion Week. She goes to New York. She gets like she partners with designers. So they, so what, what's really incredible is the partner with designers and they use the whole all that is available in the current modern Barbie catalog of um, like going back and up till now, like, as... uh, uh, Oh, well, in terms of the dolls, right. They right. use, you know, because like they'll, they'll use all the modern Barbies that are, you know, um, they're, they're diverse. They have different body types, oh, like, oh, nice. you so know, um, different the... types of hair. When has Barbie done started doing that? I, I mean, know I that can't... they were getting bitched at about it. You know that they 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 were getting some beeswax because they because yeah. everybody was super tiny and it couldn't occur in nature. But are they doing sort of larger and are they doing people of color and stuff? And oh oh yeah, I mean, and they've actually you know, I mean, one of the things I've heard about about the clothing and which actually makes sense when you think about it is that the way, reason Barbie was drawn originally to those proportions she was designed was because of the way the fabric is loomed and the so the way it had to fit around the body. Like if you were to Oh like putting it on factory wise or it put like the it was it was how they had to design the clothing so that it wasn't like kind of because you're taking fabric that is like literally loomed at a nap and stuff. I don't know if that's the right word for adult humans like for and so and then you're taking it and you're fitting it on tiny people. And it was something about if you had made them more human in proportion, the fabric wouldn't have hung right. It wouldn't have fit right on them as they made it into clothing. They would have had to like reloom their own fabric. They would have to loom their own fabric, in other words, oh, just the for the fabric doll itself, not the cut of the of the clothing. The thickness of the fabric that they're using. Right. So um, if she's getting a tweed coat because she's Sherlock Holmes Barbie. It's a <laughs> it's a thick it's a thick thing. It's yeah, and, and it's, it's too it's, thick for a tiny, for any sort of doll. Kind of. It had to drape right. I mean, now it's such a, it's now such a big, you know, enterprise. They probably do have weave their own fabrics and you know have their own I sort might. of things. Yeah. But at the time, they were using commercial fabrics, and and that was one of the issues. So any, but they have in recent years. I can't tell you how long started becoming. Um, just tried really trying hard to be much more diverse um, in terms of ethnicity and hair type and skin, skin tone, like, um, and in body type. Um, inclusive. Good for them. Much more yeah. inclusive. And, um, and so, so yeah. Do you know, so do you know so Barbie why? style. Hmm? Do you know why there's money on the table? Everyone realized, you know what? Everybody's got cash and everybody has little kids and everybody wants a Barbie that looks like them. So why wouldn't you make one if you wanted to uh, make $17? It's so. and it's um, it's a really yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody, I you know, as as someone who grew up not blonde and not tall or thin, like it was like, yeah, you want to see yourself. You want to see the best version of yourself represented. right? <laughs> like you want to see yourself. What is a little shine put on it? Maybe. But you, you do want to see a, a brunette doll. I, I, you right. know, I never I never and I was OK with Barbie. I mean, they had I had some brunette dolls because they made more of them in the 60s and stuff. So some of my aunt's dolls were brunette. But um, 
I had the Christy doll who was the one of the earlier black Barbies that they made. Um, but uh, but yeah, you want you want to see yourself represented. It's, so it's it's an amazing thing. And so every day Barbie's kind of incorporating these modern different dolls into her Instagram posts. And okay. she partners with a lot of designers, too. And. So up and coming designers and stuff will design outfits for these Barbies and they'll kind of style them as they um, as they want to sort of fit the look that they're going for. And she'll be like, you know, new outfit at you know Milan Fashion Week. And it's a Barbie at some famous hotel in Milan Fashion Week. And they get the perspective just right. So it looks like she's literally there in some amazing thing. And again, it's you know, it's not always the standard Barbies. It's, you know, the standard blonde Barbie. Um, oh my God. white blonde whatever since yeah susan i'm gonna put my glasses on for that there's uh, ken it's ken there's a there's a small party hanging out huh? yes exactly yeah that's her new year's eve get together or whatever <laughs> that's a new year's eve get together yeah oh, i mean fun. she's it's um it's like it's a little bit like i feel like we're kind of missing that sitcom <laughs> you know? right you know are I you mean? kidding well, I think there was a cartoon or something. Wasn't there like a sort of a, a stilted, a uh, very flat board kind of uh, cartoon that was on the TV show? But look at these two people. Who doesn't want to hang oh, out yeah. with them and, and follow that friends-like uh, endeavor, right? I want to be at that workplace cafeteria, like finding out what they're, what the, you know, look, look, it looks like they're hanging out at YouTube or Google or something, except like. Completely. Like you I'd know, rather talk to them. Yeah. There's, there's free, there's free obviously cold brew on tap behind them somewhere right and um, I, when i say i mean i it's kind of like looking at a sitcom i want to see right not necessarily about barbie but it's a little bit like it's like looking at a fashion magazine it's a little bit of escapism it's a it's a lot of artistry it's um yeah I mean, this is great. incredible art art the art here is incredible quite honestly and the yeah. attention to detail and how much i mean it's a little uncanny valley put those glasses back on look at this lady <laughs> i mean yeah yeah that's, you're just like okay that's a little too much you, did you do that lensa ai at all no i i i hesitate to to send uh, my info places these days well a friend of mine sent mine and oh, i gosh. got them and i've never looked more fuckable in my life i was like i understand cloning now because yeah. i looked at it, i was like i would i would that would be something that i would want to have sex with and i rarely say that about myself though as <laughs> as you can imagine i have settled i've made do uh, so <laughs> the uh i actually like i could totally see you dating you like i could <laughs> i i mean i you i mean don't you feel like you're like, don't you have the, aren't you married to sort of like the male version of you? <laughs> to some extent, it's, um, except for he, and quite honestly, this is actually very funny. Uh, it is the male version of me and he is better looking. Like he is the better looking male version of me. <laughs> because he is a nerd, uh, but he is many things that I wish I was, which is he is dapper. Uh, mm -hmm. he is, uh, he can wear clothing. He can wear almost anything and he looks very nice. Uh, he is, uh, <laughs> but he is a giant fucking nerd. I'm a lot of, a lot of swearing in 23. That's what's happening. I That's know a lot learning. of fuckable. You like Dick. You, right. Yeah. All, we're not even 20 minutes into this thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> so let's back up. So yeah. where, 
where did it all begin? You and the and liking. So you like Barbies because you get them from your aunt. When did you get? Did she give them to you when you grew up? Or um, well, or they, they kind of get. Up? They kind. It's literally it's a fairly a family heirloom that um kind of circulates among uh you know went from me to maybe a cousin like it always goes back to my aunt oh, okay um, in there oh, oh it's yeah. like visiting artwork it's yeah. like it's like you're <laughs> on loan to your to your gallery and uh that's very nice it, it's it's um it, it you know it's it's wonderful and um you know she she had this house at the time that um it almost was like a carrying case and you could use it as a ca- carrying case. It was, I kind of remember that. Yeah. yeah. It was shaped. It was, looked like a mid-century modern house on the outside. It was like yeah. kind of like a triangle on top and whatnot. And in the, you unbuckled the, you know, at the top and it folded out so that that was now the living room floor and everything behind it was like the house or whatever. And oh, like a dollhouse kind of thing. Right. Yeah, th- this was more. Um, I think there was some built-in furniture. It was all. It was mid-century. It was a mid-century modern-looking house. So it was all one story. Right. Um, you know, you could. You know, but you would see maybe there was some hard, um, some hard furniture there that they could sit on, and and then some mural stuff. You know, of the kitchen and you know, a pool yeah, just, outside the window. Right, right. That kind Paint, of thing. The, the walls were painted with like furniture and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. It was the yep. it was the precursor of the dream house and. Um, but that was, you know, that was her house when she was growing up with all of it. So it was kind of, I, I appreciated it more as I got older. And I think as a kid, I, you know, I out, I outgrew it at some point, except that like, um, so here's my, I so I've got this book, it's called okay. Barbie, Her Life and Times. Um, <laughs> and it's a 1980s book that I got um, oh, as wow. a, as a child. And it's just kind of a picture book that's mainly the history of Barbie, which is interesting because I had a I I had a lot of the older stuff in there, and you know I used to read it when I was a kid and probably when I was you know kind of graduating out of Barbie a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about the second half is that, um, they did this big exhibit called like the New Theater of Fashion, right. and it was based on an exhibit they did in Paris after World War II, where they. In, in the original exhibit in 1945, they made like basically dolls and showcased new fashions on them. Okay. And, and they did a huge exhibit and it toured the world. And one of the things was, is that, you know, after World War II, as fashion was sort of getting going and booming again, um, you know, fabric was very expensive. So this was a way to showcase fashions and not use a lot of, a lot of fabric. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, there's a famous thing where there was a model. I think it was Yves Saint Laurent or Dior um, was in Paris on a photo shoot in the years following the war. And she got attacked because the people there who had been through, you know, so much loss and poverty and fear and, and starvation and everything just couldn't believe that you would waste all that fabric on one person's dress. Like there's a right um, famous story about it. So um anyway so what they did was in the late 80s mid 80s they put together another touring exhibit but this time they used barbie and all the designers like look there's like all the designers went and designed for barbie okay in this exhibit and And there's saint laurent yves saint laurent yeah there's the um 
the Dior page. Okay. Um, yes. Fun. And I, you know, you know how it, remember how it was then, Jack, <laughs> we didn't have new entertainment at our fingertips all the time. You we remember the, magazines. Yes. We read the same books over and over again. <laughs> sure. Um, we watched the same programs, like whatever it was. And so I can't tell you how much I read this book. And I, and I think it was the interesting bridge for me between something that I played with as a doll. It was a, sorry, sorry. Dolls they played with as a child and this like in this exciting world of fashion, like in, you know, it kind of, I think, kept it alive for me in a very in a very weird way. It just got kind of hard, hard wired into my brain. Right. Because it, 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 it helped transition into adulthood because they were real adult fashions. They were. Right? And yeah. Right. And, and as I said, and I think I don't know if you saw the, the Barbie trailer, um, the one for the movie that just came out like a week or two ago. No, is there um, a new so, Barbie movie? Oh, oh, so so Greta Gerwig is as I think she's written it too. She's directing <laughs> a movie um, with Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie um, playing Barbie and Ken. And what? Everybody's kind of like it's like Barbie in the real world or something, but they're it's very campy. I, okay. I haven't I haven't been that attached to it because I'm like I don't know if this is gonna be my thing or not. But the trailer, they they had a little teaser trailer that came out a week or two ago. And it was this like desolate desert of, it, it, um, I guess it parodies 2001 or something. But I know, listen, okay. to me, I'm going to get so many people yelling at me from the dork forest because I'm like, I guess it parodies 2001 or something. But it's it's all these little girls and they're just dressed in these like brown dirndls and they just look sad and they're playing <laughs> dolls and they're like, you know, doing all like the, 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 the um, kitchen sets and all the stereotypical toys that were available for girls that were basically just like indoctrination centers to get you to want to be a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's a brilliant trailer because it, is, it sums up exactly why Barbie was different because she was, she showed young girls a window into an independent world, right. right? Like an independent life where you didn't have to get married. You didn't have to get kids. You could be an astronaut. You, know, you right, could right. Marry in, um, right. be a rocker, um, whatever it was. Like you could go off and do your own, have your own career and right. your fabulous house. You get a, a driver's license to drive yourself around. It was very exciting. Yeah. In a yeah. two seater. Um, right. so <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, just you can be in a Corvette. Um, I, you know, I think like when I think about how much of when I was little, I don't know if you had this. When I was little, California seemed like the most magical place on earth you could live. Oh, interesting. I thought China. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it was I was uh, very I think it's been established. Weird child. It, um, yeah. No, yeah. We, we all have our things. Right, I don't we all have our things. So where did you grow up? I forget. I grew up in Delaware. Okay, so you grew up on the East Coast, and you heard about Hollywood and Los Angeles and California. And I think they're Malibu Barbie, yeah, and other things too. But well, and nine hundred two one zero, and um, you know, all of those shows were so set in Cal. I remember when um, Laverne and Shirley moved to California. I was like, why would they move there? Yeah, and um, they didn't really fit in. 
It was re- it's real hard to do a blue collar California, even though I live in Van Nuys, which could not be more blue collar uh, until, of course, it isn't uh, un- until it is co-opted. But um, right. Yeah. Give that a minute. Give that, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Give that a give that a cycle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so so when you were a kid, it was exciting. It was seemed so exciting. And sometimes I think about it just, you know, ironically, you know, and then it didn't seem exciting. And then all I wanted to be was in New York or Boston or whatever. And um, uh, and then I actually kind of moved. Then I actually moved to California and didn't really take to it right away. But now I'm like, no, the, California is, again, to me, the best place. I'm like, I wouldn't live anywhere else in the country. I love our weather and our politics and um, opportunity. You know, I, I yeah. genuinely love it, which is good because wherever you live, you should lo- love it. And yeah. if you and you better learn to love it or fucking move again with the f word stop barking if the pandemic taught us anything (laughs) learn learn, you better love where you live you better love where yeah but it's funny to think about and i think part of the reason other than tv shows that took place out here and things but part of the reason was you know the idea of malibu barbie and you know and i think that um uh I, i think that like it was something that got you to see a world beyond your own for me, yeah. you know, everybody's yeah. different. If yeah. people, you know, other people, that's why they like Star Wars, right? But um, yeah. for me, it was like, yeah, here's oh, here's a world beyond your own world. Um, right. And it was ex- as exciting as Star Wars to some extent. I mean, because she has everything. She had access to, you could, I remember there were Barbies. And then most of the things on display were the outfits and mm-hmm. the and the trinkets and the 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 tra- it's like it's like Hot Wheels. A Hot Wheel is a dollar nineteen. Uh, if you want Hot Wheel track, everything's forty dollars. Right, uh, right. I mean, everything. It, it's yes, collect Legos. Are like Legos themselves pretty cheap? But if you want a kit that tells you how to actually build a space station. you know, and it's, yeah, you're right. So I I did love the extent that she had stuff. So when, when, when the Barbies come from your aunt and go to like your cousin or, and then they come to you, has, have you changed their outfits? Are you guys, are are you guys moving it along going, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this lady a hat. Um, or (laughs) Or do you just, or, or is it just the same outfits that you're just sort of having on display? Um, oh, yeah, I, I got outfits. And even like, even as I was just looking at this book just now, as I was cramming for tonight's show, I was like, oh, yeah, I had that Barbie, too. And I think she winked or something. Like, I, I'm remembering that I had more new Barbies than perhaps I, you know, gave my family credit for. But, you know, I accumulated them over some time. Um, yeah, I was probably... I don't know if I stopped playing with that when I was, you know, I probably would like to think I stopped playing with them at 10 was maybe closer to 11 or something, you know, I, um, uh, I knew people that li- literally still playing with them at 14 or 15 didn't talk about it a lot yeah. because when we were children, it wasn't something you could really talk about, but there were things that everybody liked that you're like, yeah, this is my toy. When I was a kid, like when we were kids, I wasn't, I kept, I still have my stuffed animal from when I was a, a very little girl girl and i remember being made fun of 
when I was like 10 or 11 that I still slept with it. And I was like, so sad, too bad. Still going to sleep. We don't have to tell anyone. Yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to need to hug this, <laughs> this animal anyway. So makes a lot of sense as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when we look at children and they want to do these things, we also understand because we, I think are the first generation of, of adults who still collect toys and adults that still have that nostalgia for, for the, for what that comfort that it that they gave us, and yeah, I, I mean, I I I have a feeling about I have a theory about Gen X, right? Like that, I feel like we never had a defined childhood. Like we were always kind of little adults. You know, we were like the big, you know, the big thing was the latchkey kids and stuff, and we were always kind of like. I think I think because for the first time you know, sociologically speaking, and obviously there's always exceptions to all generalizations. Uh, I just want to put that out there, but I think it was our parents as people had this sort of permission to not be, to get divorced and have affairs and find themselves and, you know, leave, leave, and then maybe come back or be part-time or whatever it was, they were off, you know, go to work. They were off finding themselves doing. So we had all this, you know, un- um, we were privy to adult problems. We had all this unsupervised time. And so we were never fully children, but I think as a result, we never fully became adults. Like we were the, <laughs> like our, our, our most successful yeah. enterprise has been um, selling our own childhood back to each other, <laughs> and, you know, and yeah. making nostalgia. Okay. And in the nineties, everybody started collecting lunch boxes because there was a comfort in that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you imagine like, you know, people in Hillary and Bill Clinton's like generation in their 20s collecting old lunch boxes. <laughs> no, literally, I mean, I can't imagine like it's it's interesting to me that like if my grandmother, she, there was not a toy in her, you know, in her life. Right. She was born in 1895. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. The, so she had my dad in like 1938. So late, right? Yeah. For her. Yeah. And um, she had a bunch of miscarriages and then she had my dad and he had toys and, but they were, they were sacrosanct. Like he couldn't, he could barely play with them. She, they, his parents were like, okay, take him out. Here's a half an hour. Enjoy it. Let's put it back together. And uh, so very, you know, very different than whatever. And, um, yeah, I think you're right about adulthood too, because I, ha I did notice, because I have been thinking about when I realized that I was an adult and I think I was about 31 or 32 years old, which is a good 12, 14 years after I was legally an adult. So, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, there is, um, you know, we we have a joke um we you know chris and i have my husband and i have a joke um where anybody who's older than us like yeah. is our grown-up friends <laughs> you know and obviously that age is getting older and older <laughs> you know not realizing that not only are we also grown-up friends <laughs> But even the people in their mid to late thirties who we look as like being like the kids are mm -hmm. grownups as well in their own right. Right. Nothing more disappointing than what I found out. I was the adult in every situation, <laughs> even with other adults. It was, I was like, I get it. 
I get it. I'm the adult with this nine-year-old, but I'm also the adult with this other 36-year-old. What a pain in my ass. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I was like, you should take the high road. You're the grown-up. And I'm like, mm, both the grown-up. Yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah. So what are your favorite, uh, you were going to come up with some faves, right? Well, yes. So, um, so this book is definitely like, like, um, so I, you, I, you were, so I don't have necessarily, I have like my top five favorite things, let's say about the whole franchise. Okay. Um, so uh, some <laughs> I can, sh- some I can show on camera and some are too big and, or I don't have and them no, here. And just describe them because most yes. people do listen to this though. There, <laughs> it is on YouTube, you guys. That's true. Um, so, so the Barbie book is, is my favorite, is my favorite. One of my, one of my top fives, um, again, cause this has been with me for many, many years and, who, um, who wrote it? What's the, uh, this, um, this designer named Billy yeah. boy. Um, okay. yeah. Who, um, was, so uh, if you're looking for it, it's called Barbie. By Barbie or life and times. You probably have to get it used. I don't know if it's in print anymore. Sure. But an interesting thing is, so the second half of this book is the exhibit that I told you about, the fashion exhibit. And I guess apparently it comes out every once in a while and they bring out all the original stuff and then dust it up with some new stuff and whatnot because about four, well, uh, God, is that seven years ago now? Wow. we When I was in Rome, yeah, it would have been 2016 and I'm uh you've been to rome a number of times so i just to put this in context and i'm walking around for the day with my husband we're going off somewhere else the next day but like we have a you know day and a half in rome and you know we're trudging through like another obscure church where we can see a bernini moses or something (laughs) and we stop in front of a museum there just to kind of get some pictures and whatnot it's not too far from the coliseum whatever and i and i look up and they've got an entire Barbie exhibit that's basically the exhibit that's in the book, this book, as well as they've been adding designers over the years. They've got more um, classic Barbies that you've never seen before. Um, oh, wow. Kind of stuff. And I was I was going in there before I'd even said goodbye to him. <laughs> I just like. Right. Was just, yeah. Did he have did he have to come? Oh, Did God, no, no. Come? OK, no. I was like, go enjoy Moses's balls or whatever it is you're going to be looking at. <laughs> Um, uh, and I think it was like literally some statue of Moses where you could see his balls or something that he ended up. Yeah. I was like, have fun. Um, I'll, I'll text you later. We'll meet up somewhere. And I got to see it. Um, yeah, I got to see it in person and no regrets. I'm so glad I was there and saw the poster and was like, was it you? Somebody told me that there is a, a, an art gallery in Los Angeles that has a Barbie exhibit. And that they had gone to it. It's the Mark Ryden Barbie Gallery. I, oh, oh, on, Mel, I, on Melrose. Yes, I know about that. Um, Let me see. I because he showed like um, uh, it seems good- to be in between Crescent Heights and La Cienega on Melrose, and it's called the Mark Ryden R Y D E N Art Gallery, and they have a Barbie exhibit. I knew of that um, to some extent because our, you know, our mutual friend from the world of comedy, Boris, um, has his fingers in a lot of cultural pots around Los Angeles. He always seems to like, yeah. Weird. Good for him. 
he's on a lot of mailing lists, um, you know, and, and always I, forwarding me things like weird, obscure. Like, did you know there's a new oyster bar or there's an, you know, Italian pop music discotheque opening downtown or like whatever. So he'll forward me the Barbie stuff. And I he did. I thought it was they were unveiling like I didn't realize it was an ongoing exhibit. I thought they were just unveiling a new design there or something right. like that. I didn't know I and it clearly wasn't you because I don't remember who told me this, but it I was I was interested because I was like, well, imagine taking, you know, 60, 50 years of Barbies and making some sort of gallery out of it, some sort of exhibit out of it. And um it is I think fascinating and uh, you should go and then tell me. Oh about yeah. It. No, yeah. I will definitely go. And, <laughs> um, and, and it is, it's, it's, it's an, it's a really interesting reflection of our times um, starting in, you know, starting in, in ni- 1959, right up through the present um, seeing all, I, I saw all the vintage stuff, which is amazing. Some of which I, which wow. I had, um, I, you know, there's all new designers in addition to the old designers. They've got, um, you know, Do they have just all, all the stuff in addition to the Barbies. Did they have all the, like the houses and cars and pools and yeah, they must've had physical stuff. I just, I mean, I, re- I remember the dolls. That's what, okay. because again, the fashion is so. It, that's, that's the thing that you're really dorking out about this. you like, you love to see, what do you, what's your favorite outfit that you've ever seen? Like, have you ever looked at a, uh, like in that museum, was there, or whatever in, in the book where you're like, that's amazing or whatever. I don't even, or even oh. on that Instagram account, because. Oh, absolutely. I would, I would look at the book and imagine I had those clothes, especially the modern stuff. And, and I would realize later in life when I would be putting together different outfits, like, oh, I'm copying this look that I saw in that or or whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah. I I would absolutely, um, I would absolutely notice that. And I, it's just, you know, we all, all of our origin stories are different. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's so great. Yeah. So, um, so that should just probably bring me to number two. Um, my number two thing, speaking of <gasps> outfits and stuff, yeah. which was, um, I was gifted this Barbie. She's, they have so many different collectible lines. You can't even fathom, right? Because they've certain designers have sold, you know, Vera Wang had a Barbie or a couple, oh, wow. they've had Barbies that have been made to look like um, you know, all sorts of famous, there's a whole famous line of, of Barbies that have come out, you know, Frida Kahlo and, and everybody there's been, um, you know, famous, you know, there's a Lucy Barbie and a breakfast at Tiffany Barbie and so many different lines over the years. That's kind of like really a kink for everyone. Okay. Literally because they've been, they've been doing a crossover of Barbie and David Bowie, like David Bowie's different looks and Barbie, okay. which okay. is two things I love. <laughs> not together okay okay weird google the image it's a little strange but she looks a little bit like elizabeth taylor yes um and that's was another influence on barbie but as as you can see she's um got a caftan on she's a brunette so yeah she's got very big statement earrings and um and as a matter of fact not unlike what I look like for seven or eight months out of the year in California. Very. Now, would you love a big captain? Those um, earrings are enormous. Are how are they attached to her ears? Um, they just kind of bolted on there. Yeah, right. Because those are are they like the like are they like the crown? Are they like the tiara where you can't take yeah. them off? Yeah. No. This is 
this isn't the type of Barbie you want to like undress and, you know, right. Um, uh, and throw uh, in a corner. Yeah. You, you want to, <laughs> you don't want to like change her outfit. Like this is the outfit, you know, she's got the shoes on. She actually oh. got fixed by my friend, Frederick. She, she fell during the pandemic and had an accident. So he, oh. uh, he fixed her around the waist pretty well. Cause she, she broke in half. It was a sad, sad that day. That is a sad day, but, uh, yeah. they don't, yeah, they don't. Cause the thing about Barbies is that they don't articulate very well. Like they don't, their jo- the joints don't move. They're, they're more, um, not statues or busts, but, um, but they're not, cause there's different kinds. I've had some action figure dorks on is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, then By do you know way, what sandstone is? Sandstone? Yeah, that these these this is from a this these these sort of lines of Barbies. I think they're made from what's called sandstone. I think silkstone, okay. maybe. I don't know. It, I'm not a I'm not a uh, chemist, but okay. <laughs> yes, they're not just plastic, is what I'm saying. Okay, and um, and I will say just to remind everybody, I am talking with Tess Rafferty. Tess Rafferty has a new mystery novel out called "To Lie in the Sun," available on Amazon, Kindle, or paperback. Amazon to lie in the sun. It's at the Tess Rafferty on her Instagram, or just at Tess Rafferty on Twitter. Uh, so, if, if Twitter's still a thing when this airs, we don't know. Exactly. Right? It's fun about happen. our times. It's it's crazy times. It's it's fun it. about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. So um, those are you know th- yeah. So um, she's one of my faves, and possibly when I started really kind of digging into my adult fondness. Of like, I can have a couple of Barbies in my house. This is kind of fun. I'll put them in my office. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said, I don't own, I don't own a ton. Um, so she that's is your she, second thing. That's my second thing. Um, my third thing. Um, my third thing is a little postcard. Um, but here's why it's significant because this is two of my kinks meeting that I am that I am okay with. So, um, so this is a postcard of an outfit. Um, uh, it's an airline stewardess outfit for Braniff airlines. Okay. That was designed by Emilia Pucci, Emilio Pucci, but they made some for Barbie. (laughs) Okay. Who's Emilio Pucci. So, so, okay. So Braniff airlines was, an airline that's no, no longer with us, right? Um, a small, smaller kind of airline. Um, this, um, this, this advertising executive, she during the ma- whole Mad Men era, era, right? Her name okay. was Mary Wells. She had her own agency. She was a very big ad exec. She was a very big trailblazer because, as we know from watching Mad Men, they weren't just letting women be ad execs at the time. No. Um, I believe she was married to the guy who owned Braniff. Anyway, she had this brilliant idea. Pucci was this designer in the 60s. He was um, very, he had a shop on Capri. So he was very famous for the Capri pants and the, okay. Okay. the yeah, the um, resort wear. It was, again, it was all that sort of post-war luxury. People were vacationing. They were on Italian islands. He, you know, they were wearing mini skirts and caftans and things. Right. Um, and, and having bright, colorful fabrics. It's and a Rock she, Hudson Doris Day movie. It's happening right in front of your face. It's it's all, you just want to live in that world, right? Yeah, like, I love those movies, even though they are all kinds of trouble. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. But the but but his fashions, too, when you when you look at them, 
um, there, you know, it's just, it's just a, it's a vibe that you want to be in, right? Like yeah. it's a, yeah. it's an imaginary world that you want to play in. That I want palette is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yes. It's, I want to be a jet set person and in my resort where I want to, I want to need, like they always, you know, the high end boutiques, um, like Neiman Marcus, not a boutique, but department stores are always like our resort wear collection is at here. And you're like, can you imagine being so fabulous that like you have to shop just for your vacation. <laughs> like, that's a thing. Like I need, I need clothing to go on vacation in. That um, does feel like a very Barbie thing too, for sure. Yes, I need the outfits. And so he um he designed he designed uniforms for this airline, and they were very hip and fun and sixties and sexy and kind of he he made everything else, all the older airlines look stodgy in comparison. And then, of course, they designed little airline hostess outfits for Barbie, like the ones he designed for Braniff and released them as clothing. And I'm like, my mind is blown by all the crossover in this. Right, right. There's so much like, how do you even know each other? How did this happen? Kind of thing where you're like, where's that story? I love that idea. Like, well, you know, my husband worked at Braniff and I'm in advertising. And then, well, you know, I know the the Barbie people. And, you know, it just, you know, it just spins and spins. And cronyism is real as as real as nepotism, I suppose. Right. And it's she's um, it's it's Mary, uh, Mary Wells. Uh, yeah, her company name was Wells Rich Green, um, okay. and, she, and she has her own. Uh, she has her own autobiography. I think you might have to get it secondhand at this point. I don't know if it's still in print, but it's really fascinating because, again, she was one of those women who did it, who went out there against all odds. Right? She wasn't. They weren't. They weren't handing women like her shit at the time. Right. And right. she I- just kept proving herself. And she all the big ad campaigns you remember were like. Um, uh, quality is job one, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, all those, I think flick bick or something, all those things were hers. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. So yeah. that's interesting because those are not particularly glamorous ad campaigns. Those are very much like just a catchy, let's, let's just get them. Let's just get them. Let's just yeah. catchy one liner and we're done out. And, um, like, cause there's a lot of overthinking, you know, you watch Mad Men and you see, He's selling the carousel. He's selling the nostalgia, right? And um, and it's it's a bigger, it's a different kind of. I just watched Lover Come Back, which is um, Rock Hudson, Doris Day, oh. and it's about the advertising industry. And Rock Hudson is a kind of a crummy advertising exec, and Doris Day is a hardworking nose to the grindstone advertising exec. And he says that he's got this great product and he makes it up and she takes it to some sort of, it has to be an illusion that there's like a, there's a board that you could t- for, for integrity with the advertising agencies. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, well, what is VIP? What is VIP? And so he has to come up with what VIP is. Because he said that it's called VIP. He bought billboards and everything uh, just to, because, you know, yeah. it's, a pl- it's a plot point. And, uh, but then he has to come up with VIP. And by the end, I don't want to actually ruin this movie from 1960, but uh, VIP, he hires a scientist to, he's like, make something, make anything, because I need to go before the board and tell them that this what is a real this product. product. Yeah. Yes. And, um, 
it is a very it's the best part of an incredibly dumb movie movie, (laughs) what the thing that vip is is an amazing thing but the um the movie itself is so beautiful and it's all about you know with advertising you just want the quick lines you just want the yeah so I mean, it's, it's it's a lot of things that went in, a lot of things that go into it, I, like anything, right? You know, there's, there's, uh, you know, I'm sure they, you know, I'm sure there was like, we don't, you know, they didn't want the quick line. They did want the quick line. They want the story. They don't want the story. What story do they want? You know, but those, right. and those are off the, just off the top of my head were the ones that she did. Right. Um, and there were probably a dozen more. So yeah, yeah. yeah. M- many more. She, I mean, she had a, I believe she's still alive. I might be wrong about that. And, but you know, she had a career that spanned just decades, right, right. Um, decades huh. in the business. So you can't, I mean, obviously I don't think you can, I don't think you can get near get near like buying these things with what I with what what I make as a as a writer. So the closest I got was this postcard of the album. Oh, right. Um that's how I so that that sits that sits, that sits in, a, in a prominent awesome place. That's yeah, neat. And you know what again I don't need you don't need who needs stuff? Who needs Sometimes. dolls? sometimes i'm out and i see something that i think someone would like and i just take a picture of it yeah and and then i send it to them and i'm like i was thinking of you you don't have any room for this or this is too expensive i'm not buying it for you but i thought of you and i thought you might love it and it so it came to pass and usually very appreciated i do that at the sherman oaks antique mall a lot (laughs) um because I just, you know, because sometimes because you never know when you're going to find that thing that somebody's like, yes, I've been looking for that. Right. Um, but more often than not, it's something that someone's like, yeah, that's cool. Or I already have three of those or, or whatever it is. You know, there's part of me that wants these books that I read in junior high that were they were essentially boys adventure books from the early 1900s that this guy oh. wrote. And they're out of print, but you can get them print on demand. And I have never been able to, I printed one on demand because that's not what I want. Because uh, uh, you could also read them for free on Kindle because obviously the domain, it's public domain now. But I would, I was so mad. Like after college, I went back and I was like, do you have these books? And they're like, no, no, we threw them out because they were getting too old. And I was like, you threw out books? What just happened? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> It's like old books, like you. Nobody wants the original Gutenberg Bible. What's happening? And they're like, yeah. eh, it was a Joseph Altshuler uh, Civil War uh, boys adventure book. Nobody wants it. And I was like, me, me. I wanted it. I wanted it. Anyway, yeah. So be yeah. it. But uh, what else you got? We're almost. What else done. do I have? Um, I have. So the fourth thing, um, and maybe it's the fifth thing. I don't know. Um. You know, I, I think the fourth thing is just houses. Um, like one in particular, so one thing actually, so this one in particular, I got, um, you know, I, I growing up, I, I had the Barbie dream house, which was the dream again, amazing. True. Yeah. Yeah. Dream. Yeah. Because again, it, I think it's also like when you're preteen, tween, adolescent, like the idea that some part of you, even if it's vicariously, could go live in a house without the rest of your fucking family. It's like pretty amazing. <laughs> you know that my sister Darla at nine used to read the real estate section. <laughs> 
And she would pick a house and she's like, this is the house I want. And I remember one time I must have been seven. I know I she was probably 10 or 11 by then, because I remember asking her, wait, you would want to move out. She was like, oh, yes. And uh, and I was like, well, so you wouldn't live with us. And she said, you could live with me and making her the best sister ever. But uh, yeah. yeah. And maybe she's saying that to everyone who catches her just so like. Just so they don't tell on her. Yeah, yeah, no, don't don't tell Jackie. But yeah, you can. <laughs> you um, would be the one. Yes, you'd anyway. be the one. Um, no, no, I I think that it it really is this kind of aspirational thing where, um, you, you just see it and you're like, I I have my own space. I can direct. I can deck. I have this own world that I can decorate it. It can decorate however I want. And it's modern. Like you know, the old dollhouses were like. You know, they were always Victorian. And why did little girls always have mice in them and not people? Do you remember that? Like the little mice that had dresses. And I knew so many girls who instead of people had like the mice families living in there with like Victorian clothes <laughs> on it. Like, it makes no sense. And, you know, the houses were old. The furniture was old. There was like a spinning Jenny or something in them. Like, you know, you, oh, you wanted yeah. a modern modern house yes i wanted a modern house with furniture she could fuck her boyfriend and then tell him to get lost and go whatever and i just so i love that as a kid uh, that i'm sure that got given away to someone and then given away again or whatever but hopefully it's still being given away hopefully and, and that's yeah. all fine because what was i going to do with a barbie dream house in my 20s and my 30s and and quite honestly in my 40s like right right but what I did find at one of those wonderful places on Magnolia and Burbank a couple of years ago was one of those old 60s houses. This wasn't they had the one that my aunt had, too, and I should have gotten that as well just because they were cool. But this one kind of folded up like a square and, you know, buckled up. They used to have that that closure in the front. And then when you unbuckled it, it opened up into three rooms. So right. there was like the middle room and then the two on either side. And it was a mod 60s place on the wall that said Carnaby Street had like very pop art, black and white wallpaper in one room, Um, a big like daisy on a table in another. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, just something in you, like when you're having that conversation with yourself, which is like, um, do I, I don't really need this, but I just really want it. And I guess <laughs> York Forest, right? This is it. This is the place where you admit it, you celebrate it, you go, did you get it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, oh. and I, so I, this, so I, I, tiny standing ovation. So, so I, it was during Christmas time that I saw it cause I was Christmas shopping for people and I kept seeing it. I don't know. This is, it's in fine condition, but the top of it's cracked. It's like hard plastic roof on the top <laughs> and it's cracked. And I just saw it every time I was Christmas shopping. I was like, Chris, it's before I'm getting gifts for other people. And then the day after Christmas, I was like, damn it, I'm getting it for my fucking, I'm getting it for myself. And I was so wrapped up in the, surely I can't be the only person in the world who would want this, (laughs) that I actually called the store that morning on Christmas. As soon as they opened and were like, I'm coming to get that. Could you set it aside for me? (laughs) Like when I think back on it, like well, how many other middle-aged you know, women think are running around Burbank at 10 a.m. on the 26th of December, Tess? Uh you would you might might have been surprised. I say you <laughs> you played it smart. I say you played it smart. You made sure you got it. 
it didn't cost them anything to pick it up and put it by the register. No, no. all good. All good. I'm sure they didn't even do that. I'm sure the lady was like, because there's always there's like a tiny black and white TV in that store where they're always watching something local, like like whatever the latest court show is or something. Yep. And I'm sure she's Judge like, Brown. not even. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. All right, I'll keep an eye on it for you. Tess <laughs> Rafferty, that's an hour. That oh is my goodness. Perfect. Uh, everybody, we have been talking with Tess Rafferty. She has two other episodes. One's about Italy. One's about uh, mysteries. And she writes mysteries now. That's right. To lie in the sun. L-I-E. Because it's a mystery and people lie. Uh, at Tess Rafferty on Twitter. At the Tess Rafferty on Instagram. Oh, yeah, to book. lie in the sun. Yes, this is the yeah, book. That's the um, book. And you can get it on Amazon. If you're on watching Kendall. on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. You can get it on Kindle. You can get it in paperback. And uh, I will put it in the notes. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you. This has been this has been a it's been a great therapy for me, I think. <laughs> Cathartic. Yeah. And Rangers, the rules remain the same in 23. Take care of each other out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?